0: So I've arrived in California with the horses at Silver Horse Retreat, and here you'll get a little taste of what my day-to-day life looks like. Obviously, I just got here, so this is only the beginning. So taking a little break from all the topics around racism and difference and coming to the basics of the earth, water, wind, horses poop and pee (laughs) yeah that's part of my experience here so uh hope you enjoy the embody podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity self-love and living a life of beauty and wholeness It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and Reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents, That honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Okay, I have started my day actually by checking my stocks and making a few moves. Now I'm walking around the trailer. And the first thing I want to do is fill up the water, the stock of water in the trailer. It's really cool in a way, how you have to like, I'm having to do this right now because it keeps me really aware of how much water I'm using and how much time I'm spending just running water, if I'm running it at all. Uh, There is a little shower in this trailer and a tiny little bathtub so I can fit in it, just bending my knees with a little bit of space. And um, of course there are two sinks, one for the kitchen and one for the bathroom area. And even, you know, washing dishes. It's like camping, it's totally camping. So we're gonna fill the water. Little overflow. So that took about three a little over three minutes and it really makes me appreciate you know just like running your house for three minutes that's how much water I've used and uh yeah I did take a little bath yesterday so it's it's good to know how much water that takes and as I was sitting here just listening to the water and waiting three minutes felt kind of (laughs) long And I was reflecting on George Floyd and the 8 minutes and 46 seconds that he was, he was um, not breathing. And what a long time that is. It's an incredibly long amount of time. Um, so, more on that topic. If you see the last two weeks' episodes, there's some discussion about looking at your own views and projections and how that might contribute to an underlying cause of racism or treating people differently. Um, So I'm not going to go into too far today. So I'm walking over now, I've already had some celery juice this morning, I do that every morning now to cleanse, it feels good, especially when it's warm out. When it's cold, I don't really like to do it. But here in San Diego today, it's really quiet and calm. When I first arrived, it was really windy. And here I'm greeted by Foxy, one of the dogs here. She hangs out underneath the trailer, and and she's just so sweet. Every time I come out, she checks to see if I'm okay. Sometimes she looks for food, but most of the time she seems really protective and just want some cuddles. And as I walk towards the lower corral for the horses, there are five horses here, as many of you know. I see one of them, pretty boy, a little bit away from the herd. Let's see what else is going on. I'm going to muck out today, this morning, So clean out the poop. And there's Diva, Mayhee. Maybe you heard Diva go Mayhee is there. She's the last one on the totem pole of the herd. There's Ruby and there's Corazon, the Mustang. So we're gonna muck out. There's a little bunny bouncing across. Two of them, oh, cute. So I've arrived here and it's been a lot of adjustment. I went from a more luxury condo, which was beautiful. It was a friend of my mom's, to totally camping. I mean, maybe it's a little more leaning towards glamping because I've got things like a juicer and a trailer. It's like a little tiny house. Very cute, very comfortable. And I really like this simple life. It just feels so easy, and it feels so basic, in such a good way. So I'm going to muck out, and at some point, you may hear some of the horses. in the wheelbarrow. darling grocery store yesterday with Sarah, and we made a couple of stops, Kmart, because she and I both needed a few clothes. I needed some clothes to just get dirty in. The grocery store and the bag. And that whole trip took like four solid hours. 45 minute drive out to the nearest grocery that's anything decent I always think about alternating sides that I'm shoveling so that I don't make my body off like off balance somehow or or too stressed on one side Although this is not too hard of a job compared to when I was in Ireland because those were stalls that I was cleaning. And what I'm cleaning here is just this large area that's gated that the horses hang out in, Mm, I think, most days. They also have a larger area that encompasses some kind of mountainous terrain that they can go to. I'm not sure how much they go there. I'll have to find out. It's still my third day here. And even though I was here last year, that upper corral has changed. The one with the uh, mountainous area. It It didn't used to be available for the horses to go. So that's new. There's Ruby walking across. The horses are just grazing a little, looking for some old hay that might've blown around from yesterday or this morning, rather. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm mucking out here is this large area and it's mostly Like dirt and open space, and there are bushes and trees and rocks in this area, like large rocks. It's kind of cute. I like that the trees and things are still inside of here instead of cleared out where there's nothing for the horses to enjoy. And they like pretty things, you know, they like the flowers and the grass and. They like rubbing their butts against the trees or their bodies against the trees to scratch themselves. Got to figure out how much I can fit in that wheelbarrow and still push it across and dump it out because it's a big wheelbarrow. Eight cubic feet. So this is gonna be my morning. I'll do a feeding at 12, as well as 6 p.m. Pacific time. And maybe I'll get a chance to take one of the horses for a walk. And when we walk, we go just around, around and up and down in the mountainous area. I guess most people would probably call them hills, but they're big hills. They're not just small hills like Michigan. (laughs) And they are overlooking the taller mountains. Well, it's fairly light. So I'm sure I can get a lot, maybe just fill up this whole thing. The stalls are a lot harder to muck out because it's full of hay usually. And the poop gets like stuck in the hay and then it gets really heavy not only because of the hay, but because of any pee, and there's not much space, so they're peeing on top of the hay and the poop sometimes. And to sort out the hay that's on the floor from the poop, it just <laughs> it takes a bit. And there are usually a lot of rocks sometimes, well, depending, you know, if. The one in Ireland had a lot of rocks inside as well, like small rocks, so the poop would get stuck to that. This is, like, a lot easier. Hi, Diva. Hey, girl. Diva's the biggest one a draft horse and she's black. She's got giant hooves and some scratches. Mm. She just gave me a little bump on the back as I was giving her a few scratches. I like to let them come to me and that's what Sarah teaches as well. You build their respect and they desire to come to you. And she just got closer to me. We're like hugging. Oh, you want this side scratched? She turned her body towards the other direction. And I just do a slow touch and scratch with my nails. Oh, you don't want your back, your butt scratched. I look for if they're licking their lips. Oh, that's my foot. Or if they're wiggling their lips going down. It means they're calm. They like it. Diva is so big that when I'm standing and I'm five foot two, sh- her butt is taller than me by, I think at least an inch or two at the peak of her butt muscles, her back and butt muscles. And her wither is definitely two to three inches higher, the base of her neck. a nice little pause from poop. (laughs) I've gotten used to the smell of horse poop over the years, and I'm sure most horse people do. And it's almost like this familiar smell. So when I got here a couple of days ago, I was like, "Oh, oh, I smell horses. Not only horses, but the poop. Mainly the poop. (laughs) The way most people view their relationship with horses, or if they just think about horses, if they don't have a relationship with them really, it's often riding them. And that's a lot of dominance over an animal that has sovereignty and has their own life has their own journey, their own soul. And I, that's how I was. When I first thought about horses, it was because of riding. And even though I have seen an equine therapist, you might remember Joy Curin. I did a session with her and got to videotape it. It's on my YouTube channel. And there's an episode with Joy and uh even though just interacting with a horse was the first was that the first time yeah maybe that was the first time i really interacted with a horse at all close up close even though that was the case and it wasn't riding it wasn't about riding the next thing i wanted to do was ride and so We're just so used to seeing horses as for our benefit and to be told what to do. And that we want them, you know, there is the factor of if you do own horses, if you do take care of them, there's a level of training that they need training is in like getting to know humans and their motives and feel their consistency and safety that you're actually going to take care of them if they give you their trust i think i can get the rest in one go sometimes i i can be a little bit of an overachiever you know (laughs) thinking i can do more than i can handle and then i can push through (laughs) really well so we'll see if it becomes that hopefully not so what i was saying was that if you own horses you you do need to have a level of rapport with them trust built a relationship built so that if you're moving them around if you need them to go from place to place or you're taking them out or you're feeding them then you'll want to make sure that everyone's safe, including you and them. And they need to know they can trust you and that if they put their trust in you to take care of them, that you'll deliver. (laughs) If you're a horse person, you know this probably more than I do. And yet we ask a lot of them We ask a lot of them, and they may not want to do certain things. Like, they may not want to ride, but maybe they were raised to do so. And I'm not judging people who do. It's just that these are some of the thoughts that go through my mind about my own relationship with horses and what I want to build with them and how I want to relate to them. Because I found so much joy in just sharing space with them and meditating with them, being at peace with them and harmony. And then they can show me if there are things that they have gifts at that they wanna wanna do and they enjoy. And that's that's how Sarah approaches everything um, from what I've gathered. And she's danced with the horses and she does Meditation with them, takes them for walks. Of course, they need their exercise. So not, not every day do they do, does each horse want to walk. But there are days that it's important to, to keep doing so. I would imagine. But that's just my thought. Unless they're out in the wild and they're just running around like in a natural way. Okay, we're almost done. We're almost done with this area. This pasture area. It's just a few more straggling poops. I haven't talked about human poop much on the, on the podcast, which is also a very interesting, probably more interesting topic. And yeah, this is what's going through my mind as I'm shoveling poop. Okay. I think I got it. Let's see. Check across here. Getting warmer. It's nearly eight thirty in the morning. Oh, there's a big lump or oh, a couple of spots up here that I missed. Once I was pushing the wheelbarrow in Ireland, and I filled it way too much, and the ground was slick. Like you have to take it down a bit of a hill. And it just tipped over. <laughs> so I had to pick it all back up. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this in one go. There's I forgot I had left this one side. That looks like half a bucket, half a wheelbarrow full. Okay. And we'll go and dump it and come back. Gotta put the a little key carabiner on the gate because Diva knows how to flip up the gate, even though it's like weighted down, and push it open. And I guess she's done so a couple of times. <laughs> Oh, glad I did not fill it more because there is a bit of a hill that I have to Ha 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 Oh, I'm not Thanks for tuning in. It's really great to have you here on my adventure and stay tuned for more updates as far as what goes on here and what life is like here with these beautiful horses. One of the most important things for me to fortify myself in here is to respect the journey of horses and each individual horse and what they bring and to be in harmony and in peace with them be in presence with them without pushing them or asking them to do things they don't want to do, which is what we typically do with horses. But I'd like to be in a different space where I acknowledge their sovereignty. And that really connects to Black Lives Matter for me, um, the concepts of everyone having a right to live and breathe and to choose their their own life and what they want to do to have the liberty to do so. And I feel like this extends to our relationship with earth and animals. So stay posted in the coming weeks for some more conversation around what's going on here, as well as some new artistic pieces that I developed in my last couple of weeks while in Mexico, what I like to call reverie. If you want to stay connected with me in my newsletter, which offers self-love notes, different workshops, as well as updates on the podcast and my adventures, you can find that at CandiceHoo.com slash Embody. See you next time on the Embody podcast. And goodbye from the horses, too. Can you do one of those? Here Kristoff. But don't do me doing that. Unless you think it's really funny. And everyone will hear that I'm talking to you on the back end of the podcast because you're my editor. Chris Spiegel. Yes, everyone. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.